of the year. Lines to the Fedrick Fairgrounds extend 30 minutes long. The smells of fried food give way to smells of manure a little farther down. It is the Great Frederick Fair. For the past 157 years, Frederick County residents have gathered at the fair to cheer on kids in the 4-H club, listen to live entertainment, and celebrate victories at tractor pools and demo derbies. With the fair lasting through Sunday, we at Frederick and Cut are here to give you a quick guide to the rides, foods, and fair events. Let's first talk rides. There are ones that go up and down, ones that spin you around, and ones that swing you back and forth. But what goes into inspecting them to make sure that they are safe for all the fairgoers? Our very own Jeremy Arias is here to tell us all we need to know about ride safety. So, Jeremy, tell us, are these rides at these, the Great Frederick Fair safe? Uh, absolutely. And that's according to not just me having gone out there and looked at them with my own trained eye. That's um, uh, actually a conclusion reached by the Maryland Department of Labor's Safety Inspection Unit, um, which I, who I went out and... Uh, and spoke with, uh, had the pleasure of talking with them as they were finishing their final inspections on Thursday, the day before the fair opened. And so what goes into inspecting these rides? So once the ride is set up, um, Department of Labor has to send out their ins- their safety inspection uh, team, uh, and they will, they will do a complete um, top-to-bottom inspection of every aspect of the ride, whether it's um, you know, in a roller coaster, you have fasteners or, or seat belts, um, the pins that are holding the track together. If there are tracks, uh, one of the things that uh, one of the last things they were um, they were fixing or re- uh, replacing rather when I was there on Thursday was on the mini Himalaya ride. Um, some of the inspectors had noticed uh, prior uh, that some of the wheels on the cart, um, one of the carts, um, were a bit off, or there's something about them they didn't like. Uh, and they recommended they be replaced. And that was literally the last thing that they were doing um, the day before they were opening up the fair. So a lot of things like that they will look for. Uh, they have checklists. I'm looking at the reports here. Um, <clears throat> this year, in the days leading up to the fair, uh, they, they were out Monday, Tuesday, and again on Thursday, the day before it opened. Um, they identified a total of 57 different violations, uh, safety violations that needed to be corrected on a total of 40 rides. There are about 40, I think there's about, there's approximately 40 rides uh, in the midway this year, which is a little bit more than in previous years. Um, but all of those violations um, had been corrected by the time the gates opened on Friday. And this is something they do every year before the fair starts? This is something they do every time literally every time the ride is put together no matter where it goes in the state so if it's uh, if it's here if it's let's say it was down at the the montgomery county fair earlier this summer um they set it up there they have to inspect it when it's set up um they the company uh in, in this case um the primary vendor for the midway is um has been for many years uh Reithoffer shows um let's say they they were down at montgomery i'm not sure if they were but if they were or out at the state fair, uh, once they tear down that ride after they've finished that fair and bring it and set it up in a new location in Maryland, has to be inspected completely top to bottom all over again. And are these rides expected one, inspected once or are they inspected multiple times? So what uh, Jim Harper, he's one of the supervisors that I, I spoke to in the article that was in, I believe it was Friday's paper, um, and he's he's the supervisor with the, the um, labor uh, labor inspection unit uh, team. <clears throat> what he told me 
um, was aside from their pre-event inspections, which again was Monday, Tuesday, and again on on Thursday, um, they will try to come out periodically and do additional uh, check-ins. Uh, they usually try to do those in the mornings, either before the fair opens or or before uh, the midway opens. I believe the midway opens uh, later on in the day, most of the days, if not all the days. Uh, so they have some time to do that. Uh, now, I did call uh, Jim earlier today, uh, and I, I checked in uh, and asked him, look, have you guys been out there again? Have you identified uh, any additional violations? Uh, the team had not made it back out uh, over the weekend, but they do plan to go back out and retest or reinspect rather those rides um, sometime this week, uh, if not multiple times before it closes. They don't have to by law once they've finished their their inspections, and they're quite confident. Uh, but he he did tell me that that is something that they try to do, and that is something that that he intends uh, to have done. All right, excellent. Well, anything else you think we should know about ride safety? Um, I don't, I, I can't think of anything. Um, uh, the Department of Labor had a couple of tips on their website. If you want to go either to their website or um, to visit uh, the link to my story on our website from last week that ran on Friday, um, uh, we did have a sidebar with a lot of those tips. A lot of it boils down to know the rules beforehand. Um, don't they're very against um uh selfie sticks as, as i am for personal reasons i just think they're obnoxious but <laughs> they said you know don't bring those kinds of things on the rides um you know general tips and, and advice uh they had a, a you know sort of a bonus uh tips for parents if your child looks upset uh or is not enjoying him th- themselves uh do feel free to you know let the ride operator know hey I want my child to get off the ride. There's no problem with that. Um, other than that, I, I can't think of too much. Um, I personally love love the rides. I haven't been on any yet this year, but um, we'll see. All right. Well, since you have been around for a couple of great Frederick Fairs, um, even though you haven't ridden the rides yet this year, have, uh, what is one of your favorite rides offered at the fair? Uh, the, the Ferris wheel is always fun because it gives you a unique perspective of Frederick um, that you don't get. The fair being so close to downtown, um, you can you can see quite a bit of the lights uh, from from up there. It's um it's a fantastic view and it's it's a slower one. Um, as I've gotten a little <laughs> bit older, like when I was in my twenties, yeah, you know, let me get on these roller coasters and oh, down in, uh, when I was in high school, yeah, let's do as many of the fast, you know, crazy ones as possible. But now I'm I'm 33. I'm trying to enjoy things at a, a bit of a slower pace um ferris wheel would probably be good for me all right perfect well as jeremy mentioned you can read his story on ride safety and i recommend it before going to the great frederick fair um at fredericknewspost.com jeremy thank you so much and have a wonderful time at the fair if you make it out this year thanks again so i must admit i am a bit of a newbie when it comes to the great frederick fair having only gone once very quickly last year to cover an assignment so I brought one of the other news post reporters along with me to kind of walk me through all the events and fun that you can have at the Great Frederick Fair and to kind of put together the official Frederick Uncut Guide to the Great Frederick Fair. Now there's a lot that we cover in this guide, but one kind of unexpected area that we ended up covering was the birthing center where cows, sheep, and even goats might be giving birth during the Great Frederick Fair. 
And it just so happened that when we were covering this, both a cow and a goat were in labor. So the other reporter and I kind of turned this into a competition for the two mothers to see who would give birth first, the cow or the goat. All right, so we are here at the Great Project Fair, and I am here with county reporter Steve Bonell. Hey, how you guys doing? And Steve is going to take on a new hat today and be <laughs> our county uh, fair guide. Um, so he's going to tell you everything you need to know about the fair, including where to park, um, what to eat, what things to see. But let's start with parking, because that is what we're doing first. So Steve, where is the best place to park? Um, right now we're pulling into the infield, so that's 10 bucks. Uh, that'll get you right in the middle of the fairgrounds. Um, there's actually a lot of parking outside the fair for $5. I mean, if you're willing to walk a couple blocks, you can do that. I actually saw a couple gas stations earlier this week and last week, kind of, uh, you know, and they were full. There, there's been a lot of parking, so, um, you know, you can definitely get a discount there, save some money. So just anywhere around the fairgrounds where there's open lots, you can find, finally, uh, probably find a spot, so. And so right now, you know, it's pretty empty um, as you pull up to the parking spot. Hi. Um, but during the, uh, the night when it gets a little bit more crowded, uh, is it pretty easy to find parking or are you going to be sitting in lines? Uh, you can still find parking. It's just the crowds, especially as we pull up right here to kind of a crossover point. When the crowds get on the fairgrounds, um, there's a lot more people crossing through this uh, area where cars pass through. So um, it's definitely a little bit more busy, but there's never a shortage of parking, I would say. It's just obviously uh, more hectic as you get later on in the day. So. All right. And if I'm coming for like a Friday night, Saturday event, how, how much time should I anticipate sitting in my car waiting to get to a parking spot? Uh, I would say it, it depends, you know, I would say at certain points you're sitting for a couple minutes at a time associated through that par, uh, point we just passed through. Nothing longer than 20-25 minutes though. They, they run pre things pretty smoothly here and um, I wouldn't anticipate more than yeah that amount of time, 20 minutes. All right, perfect. So we are currently pulling into the infield lot. Uh, and where we will park and then uh, start walking around the field. Alright Steve, so we have parked the car and we made it to the entrance of the Great Frederick Fair. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, this is uh, where most people enter the southeastern or toward the southeastern end of the fairgrounds. Um, where you, when you come in, there's uh, one of the main buildings uh, that has kind of a lot of farm items and ex uh, various expos throughout the week. There's a couple food stands uh, that meet you right away, funnel cakes, popcorn, some of the smaller stuff. So uh, you're pretty much immersed in everything right away, I would say. And as you further walk into it, you really get a sense of everything that's going on for sure. All right. So you mentioned the food stands, and it's, it's pretty obvious you can smell the food when you come right. in here. And it's a mixture of some sweet funnel cake, yeah. a little bit of fried food. So. Let's talk about the food at the Great Frederick Fair. Yeah, uh, I definitely, you know, in the year I've been here, I've noticed there's a lot more barbecue than I would have expected. Um, I know that's part of uh, fanfare at the fair and food you would eat, but um, Hemp's Meats, which I ate the other day, I got to give them a shout out because everyone I've been working with and talking to have, uh, you know, sung their praises. So I had some good uh, barbecue there the other day and there's just uh, various stands in that nature and there's a couple seafood stands obviously there's JB seafood right near the entrance here but 
Uh, there's a variety of food, like you said, the sweet and kind of the savory at the same time. So. So besides hemp's meat, what is kind of your take on the ultimate Frederick Fair food? You know, there's a lot of interesting things you see. Like I was uh, here the other day with some friends, and the stuff they do with funnel cake is very interesting. They'll throw marshmallows on, which you would think it, you wouldn't. Uh, it seems sort of obvious now that I'm talking about it now, but you wouldn't think you just throw anything you would want on funnel cake, not just powdered sugar and marshmallows, M&Ms, chocolate sauce. Like they had anything you could imagine, you would put on there. So. All right, well, shall we take a quick walk and talk about some of the stands that we come across? Yeah, sure. Let's head uh, northeastern, I guess. So, yeah, if you head this direction, you see a lot of the, you know, main buildings uh, that are here. Like I said, one of them uh, focuses, and I've wrote a story about kind of the craft beer scene in Frederick right now and how local agriculture kind of, uh, you know, plays into that. And it's not just breweries, it's also wineries and distilleries and, uh, Frederick County has some of the most wineries, distilleries, and breweries, if not the most, in the state. So there's a lot of action going on right there, for instance. Um, as you know, as we're coming up on like one of the main, kind of, I guess, convening points uh, or corners of the, I guess, main ring, um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, even iced tea. I see a lot of iced tea stands, and I've seen a lot of people with kind of the tiki cups because you can buy those and then get dollar refills. So that's a popular thing I've seen out and about for sure. Uh, so yeah, there's just, there's a variety of fare here, something to serve everyone for sure. And just to give listeners an idea, we are just past the white building with um, green on it and kind of standing near the wineries, breweries, and distilleries showcase. Um, there's a couple different items around here, so let's head towards some more food. Sure. So yeah, past uh, the winery, breweries, and distillery showcase, there's definitely uh, a couple more buildings and then a beer garden. The beer garden, I imagine, I was here the other night and that was pretty crowded, so especially as you know, we get into the later hours of the afternoon, kind of the evening, that'll, that'll populate more. Uh, we're passing near one of the main barbecue stands uh, in the fair, or one of the many, I guess I should say. You know, you can, uh, one of the things that strikes me about the fair is that uh, you can tell there's a variety of size of stands. There's small stands that, you know, will do lemonade and iced tea and whatnot, but then some of these uh, larger barbecue places will, you know, really throw their signs up there and try and, you know, grab your eye. And uh, obviously, you know, it smells delicious as you're walking past, but um, it's just interesting kind of that dichotomy of some of the smaller stands versus uh, the larger, uh, kind of more eye-catching stands, quite honestly. So this is a Ribbons Barbecue. This is a pretty popular spot. Um, I've seen, you know, especially toward the dinner, toward the dinner hour, uh, a lot of people will populate this area for sure um, for some good barbecue. Uh, there's a and see right a good example fresh squeezed lemonade that's a pretty small stand but you'll see a billion of those throughout the fairgrounds just um, and I've seen a lot of people drinking lemonade and iced tea so it's again it's an interesting combination of different sizes of stands all right and so you know when it comes to fair food here in Frederick is it barbecue or is it fried food that stands out the most for me it's been barbecue now I'm sure some listeners might disagree with that, uh, but I just have been, you know, just a variety of barbecue when it comes to, you know, pulled pork and roast ham and then uh, ribs and whatnot. Uh, I've just seen a lot of different kinds. We're coming up on hemp's meat where I ate the other day. Um, 
But that's not to say there, there's definitely you know, corn dogs and you know funnel cake and all the other types of fried food you expect from a fair. So uh, I, for me, it's barbecue. But you know, obviously, I'm sure many will disagree with me. So. All right, so we are heading down to the birthing center. So looks like there are quite a few animals down here right now. Um, but we are here for a calf that's being born. Yeah, that's what uh, our photographer Graham Cullen just heard over the intercom while we were talking. And, uh, you know, I figure, you know, other people have heard that as well. And, you know, a few dozen or so are kind of filing under this tent to see, like you said, this calf being born. And I guess it's a good point to mention that, you know, while the Frederick Fair is known for its food and the fun and entertainment, it's also about the farming and the 4-H club and right, the different right. competitions. They, they have uh, so many different competitions here, and uh, it's really interesting for me just to kind of see the connection to youth and getting them involved in agriculture. I think that's a very important thing, especially in a county such as Frederick County that you know has deep agricultural roots. Um, and just seeing that, whether it be the pretty cow contest or cake contest and auction, um, which we've covered, it's just it's very neat to see just seeing uh, you know kids, kids young and old get involved. So it looks like it's a little bit of a waiting game just to see about. That, that's definitely <laughs> true, yeah. So it's quite crowded out here. Um, lots of kids and their parents. Yeah, yeah. I, the thing I'm appreciating right now is, and we don't have her name, but the person who's just kind of. Uh, doing the play-by-play, -play, so to speak, of this birth. Uh, I think it goes back to your point about the kids and whatnot and just how this fair is an educational tool uh, for many people who just attend it about agriculture. Um, and I think that's a very important uh, message uh, and just thing that is good for our readers and listeners just to keep in mind that this, at the end of the day, is an educational event about agriculture, especially local agriculture. So for our listeners who are at the Frederick Fair watching this, um, looks like the cow is just kind of breathing hard, kind of. Yeah, she's in stage two, the announcer said. So um, I'm guessing that there's more stages to that. Uh, but uh, that's currently where we're at. Obviously, this is a long, tedious process. Um, but it's just interesting to kind of see. I have to admit, I'm kind of a city girl when it comes to this, so this is the first time I've ever seen a cow give birth. Oh, it's same for me. Yeah, I grew up in a suburb of Philadelphia, so... But looking around, it looks like this cow is not the only one. I think there's a horse that had a nice little foal with her, so... It seems that this uh, little tent has been putting on quite the show for yeah. some people. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to say I feel a little bit bad for the cow? I mean, <laughs> she is trying to push another cow into the life or the world right. and, uh, <laughs> Everyone's sitting uh, but, around yeah. watching. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely um, it's a very normally private act, and you know, obviously, people are very interested in this. Uh, I would say, what do we put the crowd at? Probably like 30, 40 people right now, or yeah. And I have to say, I'm kind of surprised by just how young some of the kids are. No, yeah, that. And again, I keep. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but just kind of the ability, or kind of you know, adults. Uh, you know, educating young ones about agriculture and what this fair is all about locally is definitely, it's definitely important. Although, given that we can see the 4-H sign from where we are, I'm uh, guessing that some of these kids have probably uh, seen cow cow right. give birth. Right, before. we might be in the minority there. That's true. 
So I think I just overheard that this is going to be this cow's first calf, and the announcer said the first calf is always the hardest one, which um, makes sense. <laughs> well, congratulations to Mama Cow once this happens. The cow is kind of walking around. Yeah, the announcer said earlier that the cow will shift around a lot during, and it take, it's a two to four hour process if I heard correctly. So we're nearing the ten, tail end of that. Um, but yeah, definitely shifting around to get comfortable. I can't, I can't blame the cow there. <laughs> Like we got two animals now? Never seen a goat. I've seen a cow. I heard, I heard the goat, apparently. So some people are saying about pen right now where that's about to happen, I suppose. Uh, looks like uh, the goat's grabbing some of the attention from the calf. <laughs> well, as we were watching the cow, it looks like over in the next bar now, you got some little kids with their sheep getting judged. Yeah, that's, uh, there's so many competitions throughout the week, and I'm guessing, yeah, that's one that involves uh, the 4-H, FFA, uh, sheep. Uh, there's probably multiple that, uh, competitions that involve sheep. I know there have been multiple that involve cows, whether it be the pretty cow contest or, you know, the best cow in terms of uh, build and whatnot. So... And one of the things that uh, they don't talk about is a lot of the these uh, animals that they're showing are showing to sell and possibly to eat. From the time of conception to birth is called gestation. So do you know how long the gestation is for cats? Nine months, exactly. So listeners, what you're probably going to hear is going to go much quicker than what we're actually witnessing. It's been what, at least 10 minutes? I would say maybe 15 to 20 at this point. So, well, at least 10 is correct. But <laughs> so, it'll sound a lot quicker than it actually is. So, we have some dueling competition with the cow. It's kind of a who will give birth now first uh, right. the cow or the right. goat. All right, so as we mentioned, we've got a bit of a competition. Uh, not the usual competition, but competition nonetheless here at the Great Frederick Fair. So instead of uh, which sheep wins, uh, we are talking about who will give birth first, the cow or the or goat. The, now the cow has been going for a while. I said it was a two to four pro uh, process, two to four hour uh, process. Yeah. But, and she's been going for a while, but then all of a sudden there's a lot of excitement over this goat. Yeah, there's about a dozen people gathered around that pen. Um, they set that pen up about, I would say, 10 minutes ago at this point. Uh, I don't know. I still got my money on the cow, though. The cow seems to, you know, taking its time and whatnot. The goat seems a little bit enamored by all, by the, all the people around the pen, and I don't know if that's a distraction or maybe I'm reading too much into that, but um, the cow is just resting, and obviously it's slow and steady wins the race. I'm going to use that cliche here. So, Yeah, I mean, I definitely saw something with the cow, but now it's lying down again, so who knows? I don't really see much with the goat, but the goat is a little bit tinier, so maybe it's a little bit easier. That? Maybe? Maybe, yeah. Although oh, we are right? getting some action over here with the cow. Oh. 
so so maybe maybe it's the cow. I think the cow might be the winner. Oh, uh, you're gonna steal my, my bet, my bet here, yeah? Maybe. I mean, I like to win, so. Oh, that's true. And this goat is not looking like a winner here. Although I don't know, the cow's kind of going back uh back to laying down again. But the, the goat does, you're right, does seem a little bit enamored, kind of like it's more interested in the people than giving birth. Yeah. <laughs> So that could definitely, that could be a, you know. But you make a good point in terms of the time of birth versus what the cow has to pop out, so to speak, so. Yeah. I don't know, Animal Planet always made it seem like it just happened so quickly, like <laughs> the cow stands up the next minute right. a baby's born. <laughs> nah, you gotta come to the Great Frederick Fair to see how it actually goes down for sure. I mean, and listeners, you're more than welcome to join in on this competition. Um, you can, uh, we'll be letting you know which one won, but if you want to join in and uh, tweet either Steve or me uh, um, to see which one you think uh, is right, is it the you know goat or is it the cow, uh, feel free to uh, tweet at the Frederick News Post at... I think it's at Fred News Post. Yeah, at Fred yeah. News Post, or um, and you can also do hashtag Frederick and Cut. Uh, send us in your thoughts on who's going to win first, the uh, gal, cow or the goat in this unlikely contest we have going on here at the Great Frederick Fair. It really just popped out of nowhere. We just kind of heard it over our photographer over the intercom, and now the announcer was calling the, uh, announcing the cow birth, uh, announced that a goat was ready to give birth to, so it's all been kind of spontaneous, for lack of a better word. Unfortunately, the only thing not popping out of nowhere seems to be one of these babies. <laughs> one of these babies, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I think Steve and I have a new career, uh, birth commentary. I think <laughs> if you guys need to hire us, we're, we're around. Um, so we are going to circle back to you, but first we're going to take a quick a moment to go talk about some of the rides that you can get here at the Frederick, uh, Great Frederick Fair. And at the end of that, uh, hopefully we will know who won, cow yes, or goat. Yes. I'm not, I'm not a big rides person, per se. Uh, I do like water parks, but when it comes to coasters and things that spin around, uh, I've got a weak stomach, so I will say there's a wide variety here, and we'll walk through and I can kind of point them out, but um, yeah, it's just, you know, some people just don't like rides, and I hate to say I'm one of those people, so. I have to say, it's been um, several, several years since I've been on a fair ride. Uh, I grew up in Howard County, so I can't say I've ever been on a ride here, but um, I did go to the Howard County Fair many, 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 many moons ago uh, and rode a couple of uh, fair rides there, but haven't said, I can't say I've actually been on one, you know, that I can actually remember. Yeah. So we're coming up on the, the right Hoffer's Gate, I guess, the shows, the rides are the main company that uh, does a lot of these attractions and games and rides. Um, it looks like the first ride up on the right here, kind of I'd say about 50, 100 feet in front of us, is uh, one of the carousel type rides. It looks like there's a, I don't want to call them teacups, but there's a, uh, these circular pods that you sit in and go around and around. Um, right, I guess, south of that would be the one, I think it's the only roller coaster in the grounds. It's a nice little, uh, probably about a minute ride or two. I've definitely seen some people enjoying that. Uh, and obviously in the vicinity here is the Ferris wheel and uh, I'm sure that's one of the most ridden rides here at the fair obviously get a good view of not only the fairgrounds but obviously downtown Frederick's only about a 15-20 minute walk away so there's definitely a wide variety of rides here which is good for anybody uh, anybody what you're looking to enjoy so 
Yeah, so right now it's a, it's a little empty. You know, there's some people on the scrambler, one or two on the roller coaster, but at night I'm sure this place is packed. Oh, it lights <laughs> up and it's much more crowded. Um, it's also been a little bit hot. I will, will say it's been, uh, it doesn't feel like fall. I would, I would certainly confirm that, but um, there's some people and whatnot, but you're definitely on the money there, Heather, that once it gets a little bit darker and, you know, the sun starts to set, this, this, this portion of the grounds is buzzing with activity. And of course you have the big old Ferris wheel. Uh, I believe this one's called the Dutch wheel, uh, but you know, your typical uh, Ferris wheel that you see at many fairs and Looks like you get a little bit more of a thrill ride here. We have a ring of fire coming up. No one seems to be uh, willing to risk their lives on that one yet. <laughs> no. um, not really risk your lives. Of course, you're a good, uh, as we've talked to Jeremy already, um, these rides are inspected every year. And um, Jeremy told us a little bit more about that. Um, as we're walking up, there's this uh, claw-like thing. I think that looks like claws on the back of it that kind of swings people and spins them around. Like I said, a lot of these rides seem to have the theme of spinning you around, um, and I'm just not game with that. So I'm sure a lot of people like that sensation. Uh, we're coming to the Starship 3000, which is that ride. I'm going to try and picture. It's kind of like you enter this enter into this spaceship type thing, obviously, and it just spins you around. And I've been told because I've never ridden it because it looks horrifying, in my opinion that it kind of really alters the sense of gravity almost once you're encapsulated in there so well and i think it's kind of the nice thing about the fair is rides don't change all that much i mean talk about this uh starship 3000 i was just watching stranger things and i think they had a very similar ride on it and that was set in the 80s so i don't think uh i think there's something comforting in the fact that every year you're going to get some kind of thrill at some rides that might be new, but also some rides that are going to stay the same, be those staples, those Ferris wheels, those spin you around, make you kind of woozy rides. Here's and of course, you know, as you we walk past all these rides, there's also uh, carnival games. That's kind of that loud noise you just heard was uh, someone throwing a ball at a beer. That's beer can. bus. Yeah, they basically set up a bunch of empty beer bottles upside down, and you take aim and try and hit one of them. Um, I've definitely seen a lot of people playing that one. Um, I haven't seen that at fairs like when I was growing up. I, I didn't see that one, I think, at all, quite frankly. So that's the first time I've seen kind of that novel idea of, you know, usually you do it, you set a beer bottle up in an alley somewhere and do it. But they, they obviously made a carnival game out of it. And it uh, like I said, I've seen a lot of people doing that one over the last couple of days. We got some um, blow-up kind of obstacle course looking things. Looks like it might be involved some kind of slide for the kids. Uh, Swinging chairs. Um, this but, one's kind of nice because yeah, it looks like you can go in pairs of, uh, or yeah, I guess trios of three, not pairs. But uh, so if you're a kid with that is a little scared, you can take <laughs> a parent along or both of your parents. That one's another staple. I feel I see that a lot of carnivals, and again, gets you up somewhat and getting a different viewpoint of uh, the ground for sure is definitely something that uh, is appreciated. Yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to see what this fair looks like. Um, and we talked about how kind of how big this place is, but um, we kind of can't fool to see it from a bird's eye view. Um, and of course, no matter where you go, you can always get food. So we're coming up on a pizza stand. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention pizza. There's multiple pizza stands. I just don't, me personally, I don't equate pizza with fair food. Uh, but obviously, you know, it's always not good now and again to grab a slice of pizza if you have that uh, kind of urge. So. 
All right, kind of kind of coming up on the end of the rides. Uh, I think one of the last ones is the fun slide. Um, although it looks like there's a bit of a fun house over there too. So lots of different options for those who might not like roller coasters, um, those who like or don't like to get their stomachs flung around. So. Like me. <laughs> Like Steve, like there are plenty of plenty of ways to keep entertained here at the Frederick, the Great Frederick Fair. We are back at the birthing competition. Uh, I mean, the birthing tent. Um, so it looks like we are getting some movement here with the cow. Looks like there is a beginning of a calf. Uh, when we walked past the goat, I didn't see much. So it no, looks yeah. like a, looks like a, the cow who is nameless, but. Uh, she looks like she's going to be the winner. Uh, unless the goat makes some uh, good progress. Very speedy delivery. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like, I'm seeing some stuff from the cow. Um, kind of looks a little bit like, I don't know, kind of like a, a light bulb. Yeah. I can't tell you know much about cow birth, um, so I have no idea if they come out head first or feet first, so this will be a... Uh, learning lesson for me as well. For both of us, yeah. in many way. <laughs> you can tell that the cow is kind of winning this competition because there is a lot more people here now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hearing somebody talking to some of the guests here and I mentioned that she's been going for about an hour and a half pushing and that they, uh, they're going to let her go as long as it looks like she's progressing. So, Poor cow has been a... Yeah doing this for quite a while. I feel a little bad for the goat. Nobody is paying attention to her right now. <laughs> All eyes are on this cow. Oh. And the cow is kind of shifting around. Sometimes she lays on her side, sometimes kind of on her stomach. Looks like she's getting up right now. I think that's the first time I've heard her say So it's, we just learned it's head first, so. You can hear the cows making some more noises now. She's been relatively quiet before then. So I guess it does, this does answer my question whether cows give birth lying down or standing up. Because apparently she's lying down. The calf looks like it's coming out relatively well. Yeah. Cow's kind of looking back at the baby and being like, get out of me already. So they're gonna kind of help the cow. You can kind of see the feet now that they broke the water bag. official winner. Yeah, the cow. The cow wins. That was impressive just seeing the two workers kind of help that cow give birth and break the water. So, 
again, what they were saying, because it's a little hard to hear, is that um, the mama cow is now going to like kind of accept the calf as her own by uh, nuzzling it and smelling it, drying it off from all the um, fluids you get from birth. So she's kind of nuzzling it right now. Um, the uh, One of the farmers who was helping kind of had put his hand up to her mouth first to kind of give her the smell of the cow. Um, and then when the mom is ready, she will stand up and um, the, cow, the calf will too. Cats are quite big. I mean, cows are are large animals, but you're kind of surprised by how big the calf is when they are. Yeah, and it born. makes you appreciate what she was going through for the past two or three hours. <laughs> All right, guys, so they're going to name the cow. So, I want four suggestions for names. First name is Daisy. Beautiful. Second name, Big Beautiful. Third name, Millie. Buttercup. Fourth name, Buttercup. Okay, so Daisy, Millie, Buttercup, and what's my name? Beautiful. And they're going to cheer, and the one that gets the last cheer will be the new cow's name. baby uh, calf's name is Buttercup, so welcome to the world, Buttercup. So it turns out the, cow, the mama cow does not have a name, um, so she goes by her tag, 1520, so 1520 and Buttercup. Oh, and all right, so at this point we have showed you a little bit about the food, gotten to hear about the rides, um, how to park. Uh, we're going to get out of here uh, so that we can get back to the office, um, but you have also gotten to get a surprise birth because we were not expecting that when we came to the Great Tragic Fair. So the uh, Great Tragic Fair is going to run until Sunday. There will be some stuff going on Sunday, so the 22nd. Um, so if you haven't had your chance to come out, you can still have plenty of chances and it sounds like there are still some animals that need to give birth So you might even get a chance to catch another uh, birth. Absolutely You can follow along with the Frederick News Post's coverage of the great Frederick Fair at fredericknewspost.com Frederick Uncut is produced by me, Heather Rangilio, and edited by Graham Cullen. We'll see you next week.